Night Dog, walking you to the ballot box. 20 minutes to the top of the hour. You're listening to Night Talk. My name is Oliver Dixon. Thank you so much for joining us. Really, really do appreciate it. Dr. William, William Mpofu, who is a, political, uh, le- in, a lecturer in the political sciences department at the University of Pretoria, joins us. Dr. Mpofu, thank you so much for your time. I really, really do appreciate it. Um, can we start here? And what does the, what bearing does the SADC Observer Missions report have on the outcome of these results. They said that it doesn't meet the principles and guidelines for free and fair elections. Therefore, they can't yeah. endorse this as an election that was free and fair. Does, I don't imagine that it has any sort of uh, bearing on the validity of the results because it's not a statutory body in Zimbabwe. It's not the Electoral Commission. It's merely but an observer uh, commission uh, or an observer mission. What bearing does it have at all? All right, yes. Uh, I, I'm with the University of the Witwatersrand. My apologies. Uh, not the University of Victoria. Uh, yeah, um, it's, a, it's a big comment uh, that uh, for the first time, uh, the Sadiq Observer Mission has uh, condemned um, the process around the elections in Zimbabwe. It's a, a vote of confidence in the fight of the people of Zimbabwe for free fair and credible elections that have not taken place since 1980, as my colleague uh, Vava was uh, saying just now. So based on that, Zimbabweans, in solidarity with other Africans, now have a struggle in front of them to fight for credible elections in that country. That is... um, the Zimbabwean democratic uh, experiment has not set in since 1980 because there is a political elite, which is also an economic elite, that is uh, exercising power as a kind of native colonialism where the will of the ruled, the will of the led, is uh, regularly and routinely ignored uh, in Zimbabwe. So Zimbabweans have a fight where they need the solidarity of Africa, the solidarity of the whole world, to change the political culture and the political system in that country. Because what you have, as you were listening to uh, the Vava, there is a constitution in the country, but there is no culture of constitutionalism. Mm. Uh, Laws that are there are not being enforced, are being ignored, are being neglected, and that punishes the people of Zimbabwe democratically, politically and constitutionally. Mm-hmm. But I mean, despite uh, the observer mission saying, look, we cannot endorse this as a free and fair election, doesn't meet the principles and guidelines, you have neighboring countries still coming out and saying congratulations for hosting a successful election and congratulations to President Nangagwa for being elected as the president by the people of Zimbabwe. We look forward to working with you. Those sorts of statements coming out, one such statement coming from South Africa, President Ramaphosa, it clearly then flies in the face of the SADC observer mission. Um, it, yeah, it's a problem that Africa has where liberation movements will pay solidarity to each other, where liberation movements will work very hard to secure regime security in each other's countries and neglect the will of the populations in Africa. What we have is an alliance, a coalition of political elites in Africa that are also economic elites 
that will protect each other from the will of the people of Africa. It, it, it's part of the huge African political and legal question where elites in Africa exercise themselves and exercise and discharge power as native colonialists in the sense that they ignore the popular will of the people. And mm. it's a problem that Africans must solve for themselves. They must fight uh, to achieve the protection and advancement of their political will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I want to bring you back into the conversation, Blessing. Um, the report can be used as an evidentiary document in court, but it's not itself a binding document. Um, it itself is disputable by the ZTC, and they no doubt will be disputing it as best and as widely as they possibly can, should it become a, 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 a contentious document in, in, in litigation. Um, but one would have thought that it could be used as a as a document to rally geopolitical diplomatic support uh, to pressure Zimbabwe uh, and ZANU-PF to reconsider the election or to rerun the election or to also say, look, despite the fact that we won, we, we want to respect this document uh, and, 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 and recognize it. What should be done? In your document, in your report, uh, you guys say well, there's a need for a national dialogue. But in practice, what should we make of the SADC, uh, uh, SADC Observer Missions report? I think uh, it presents us with an opportunity, you know, to cure the coup. Uh, number one, the coup of uh, the coups, various coups that have been happening in Zimbabwe. One, it was a military coup that happened in 2017. And now we have an electoral coup where Emerson Mnangagwa and his partisan PF are trying to overturn, you know, the will of the people. But we know that uh, ZANU-PF is so desperate for the endorsement of Sadiq, never mind the grandstanding that they are doing behind, uh, you know, closed doors. Um, I can speak confidently uh, that uh, they've approached uh, the president of Angola uh, to, you know, to rally behind, uh, to mobilize the other heads of states so that uh, they dismiss or they disown, you know, this report that came or to rewrite, uh, to force the, the, the mission to rewrite another, you know, report. So we, we know that these are desperate attempts for a regime that is cornered, a regime that uh, is out of sorts, a regime that knows, uh, you know, that it has lost elections. I'm, I, I think you, if, if you have studied body language, you can tell um, just after the day of voting, Patrick Shinamasa, who is the Treasurer General of ZANU-PF, addressed a press conference on the wee hours of uh, the night, you know, declaring that, uh, you know, it's unprecedented. We've never seen anything like that. Then a day later, it was Christopher Mtangwa, uh, an hour later, it was, uh, you know, Ziambi Ziambi was the Minister of Justice. Uh, the, after the announcement of the results with Nangagwa, so they have addressed in total five, you know, press conferences uh, within a space of, uh, you know, two, three days, which shows that uh, they are reactionary forces. This is a regime that knows that it has lost. So the, 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 what, what the preliminary report by, by the Observer Mission, what it manages to do, at least it is, told us what uh, we have always been saying as the civic society, we've been absorbing these elections. But more importantly, it gives an opportunity for us to have one, that uh, dialogue that we've been talking about, but also 
for the Sadek uh, Troika, which is President Haka NDH Lema, the chairperson of the organ uh, on security, defense, and politics, to convene, you know, an extraordinary Troika session so that they deal with the Zimbabwe issue once and for all. It also presents us with an opportunity for the country to talk about electoral reforms. That uh, was a missed opportunity during the global political agreement. I think that uh, what it does then, it then gives us that leeway, then gives us that confidence, then gives us a starting point that whatever discussions that are going to happen, whether we're going to have a, you know, a rerun of the election. A rerun of the election, yes, it, it can be okay, but as long as we have not cured the problem, as long as we have not dealt with the political and economic reforms, there is no yeah. way that Zimbabwe is going to have, uh, you know, a free, fair, and credible election. By the way, the elections that uh, you know that that just ended, whether it, it, the, the the results are coming out, the, the whether they'd come out the fifth of Chamiso Mnangagwa, that does not, uh, you know, uh, uh, that does not. Uh, uh, make make it a credible election. The election yeah. it was a sham. The whole yeah. process was was. Yeah. Uh, speaking of electoral reform, does is there enough of a political will in the parliamentary uh, forum for elect uh, for electoral reform? Because these are laws that have to change for that to take place. Blessing. Well, I think that uh, the opportunity is there. Um, I think that there are, there are those also in ZANU-PF who are reformists, who also want uh, the country to progress. I, I don't want to be very much uh, pessimistic, but I think that there is that window of opportunity. And uh, there are people within ZANU-PF that we've also been talking to who really are for change. Uh, if you see the voting patterns, uh, constituents by constituents, constituents by constituents, it gives you an indication that uh, the the members of parliament for ZANU PF, the members of ZANU PF have lost confidence in their leader, who is Emerson Nangago. Yeah. Which then, in fact, people in ZANU PF were voting for Chamisa. And what does that tell us? Yeah, yeah. Um, just a, a quick reflection on 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 turnout, Doctor Mbofu. Six point six million registered voters, but only four and a half or so million uh, Zimbabwean voters turned up to the electoral polls. Um, is that a number that, I mean, within, within global trends, it's not an unusual turnout, uh, but is that a number lower or higher than you expected would be the case? Lower. It's an indication of that fatigue where um, Zimbabweans have lost, lost faith in the electoral processes, where Zimbabweans have resigned to the fact that elections will not change anything no matter how you vote still um there's a way in which the incumbents are going to force uh, electoral victory using force and also using fraud so it's an indicator of uh, tiredness and uh, pessimism uh, within the zimbabwean population on uh, electoral processes which is tragic in that these are processes that should enjoy the trust of the people, that should enjoy the confidence of the people. And that is not happening mm. because elections have always happened in Zimbabwe, as um, Ivan is saying, as a, as a war, as a, a, a violence and as a fraud. So it, it's sad 
that so many decades after African countries achieved their uh, political independence from colonialism, we have a, a situation where there are constitutions, there are rules that have been set, but those rules are not being followed. Where you have uh, constitutions with, uh, that are not accompanied by a culture of uh, constitutionalism, where rules get respected and where the will of the African people gets um, legitimated and validated. That is an African tragedy, which Zimbabweans, in alliance and in coalition and in solidarity with other Africans, should confront. As we speak, Zimbabweans today have a right to conduct a Zimbabwean spring, to uprise, to insurrect against this uh, uh, political and legal insult that has been conducted by the political elite in Zimbabwe. But last time they did that, they were met with extreme violence. Extrajudicial extrajudicial, uh, killings took place. Um, People went missing. um, And it just did not yield the sort of result. And activists are in constant threat in the country and often have to leave uh, Zimbabwe uh, out of fear of political persecution and potentially... Uh, their lives being taken. Despite that, uh, all of that uh, existing, Dr. Mbofu, how do you imagine an uprising to exist and take place in such an environment? Yeah, what this takes us to is the very, very um, uh, hard reality that Zimbabweans have a, a liberation strategy ahead of them. Zimbabweans still have to fight for their liberation because the political elites who are the incumbents, as we speak, are conducting themselves and exercising power as native colonialists that are prepared at any turn to ignore the political will of the people. So it is a liberation strategy that is going to cost sacrifices, that is going to cost a lot of courage, and that is going to cost a lot of losses of life even. So it's a liberation strategy, just like the strategy against colonialism, because these elites are prepared to go any inch to ignore and to violate the political will of the people of Zimbabwe. So there is a strategy that stands in front of the people of Zimbabwe and by extension the people of Africa. So that strategy cannot be short-circuited, that strategy short-circuited, and that strategy cannot be postponed. Zimbabweans have to stand up. It's mm. a starting point that SADC, of all multilateral institutions, has, through its observer mission, stated it clearly and categorically so that this election has been a sham and it cannot be recognized, it cannot be legitimated. So Zimbabweans have a strategy ahead of them, and that strategy must be fought, starting with Zimbabweans themselves and then with the solidarity of the rest of the African continent and the globe. Yeah, yeah. Um on the one hand, blessing um, Dr. William Mpofu says the only solution out of this, the only way of out of this is for Zimbabweans to take freedom and liberation into their own hands and rise up against the regime. You say there's a need for a national dialogue to set up a culture and institutions that can facilitate free and fair elections. All of this is happening on the backdrop of a politically violent environment. Which of these are likely more possible, blessing? A national dialogue or a national uprising? I think uh, where we are heading to uh, is the dialogue process. 
Um, I, I, I don't think that uh, the uprising that uh, Dr. Mpofu is talking about can happen. Uh, I am I, living in Zimbabwe, uh, and, and the situation there right now, as I'm speaking, uh, people are running away from their houses. People are running away, they're going to the mountains. You know, there's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of fear that is happening, you know, in the country. Only just on, on Saturday, uh, when we were attending the, the press conference of, uh, you know, the, the, the opposition, where in broad daylight and in front of, you know, in the full glare of the global media, local and global media, we saw members of, uh, you know, the Zimbabwe Republic Police, you know, in plain clothes, uh, you know, the secret uh, police trying to abduct, you know, um, the, the Triple C spokesperson, Promise Mkwanaz. And what does that show you? It shows you that we are in a violent society, we are in, a, in, an, in an era where the, these people are not accountable to anyone and anything can happen to anyone and nothing will happen. Mm. We have not reached that, uh, you know, sort of urgency and uh, the anger that we have is not really translated into Zimbabweans going out in their numbers, going to the streets to say enough is enough. This is our country too. We are yet mm. to see that kind of, uh, um, you know, you know, thing to happen. When, when you look at the voter turnout and you listen to Dr. Mpofu talking about electoral fatigue out of uh, despondence that nothing is changing, do you think that that level of anger is there and can be translated and that that energy can be harnessed to bring about the national dialogue you speak about? I mean, the voter turnout, Dr. Mpofu says, he thinks is lower than what he hoped and anticipated would have been. I don't know if you share a similar reflection, but the voter turnout does tell us something about the uh, the psyche of the country. No, my brother. If you say that there was low turnout, you know that there was voter suppression. Uh, especially in the in the i was driving around uh, you know the city of harare people had come out in their numbers but until 3 a.m of the following day you know there were no ballot papers and uh, millions if not thousands of zimbabweans went home without casting their ballots you know there were various other reasons uh, the delimitation process also frustrated quite a number of voters so we can't really say that uh, the low turnout that eventually happened when, when you know, polling closed was as a result of people not going to vote, but it was also because of, uh, you know, voter suppression. Uh, but we have seen that uh, somehow, you know, the people, are, they, they, they are really tired um, of this regime. And uh, what's now needed, I think, is leadership. And that leadership should also come in should also mm. come from the political actors themselves. Uh, yeah. Because without the leadership, I don't think the people will be able to sustain, you know, this kind of um, uh, protest, uh, uh, if I should say. Night Talk with Oliver Dixon.